Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me For Podcast, episode 67. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my right, we have the 10th wonder of the world, Dicklicious himself, Richard Garcia. What is going on, everybody? We are on the road to 69. Two more, baby. I I can't wait. I can't wait. We got to do a 69 special, dude. I feel like... There's going to be some shenanigans, maybe some special guests. Ooh. Uh, guests, plural. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we can get the $100 man back on the show. I think so, too. I think we should do like our own uh, PMOP reunion. Ooh, I like that. Tie it in with what we saw on Raw this week. Yes, exactly. Very good, Dick. Um, a lot to talk about this week. A lot to get to. There's a lot of news. Um, I just got back from Comic-Con not too long ago. Um, actually, four days ago. Um, great experience. Uh, I've never been to a Comic-Con, so this was... Uh, this was a treat. You know, I was really, really jealous of you because that has been on my bucket list for such a long time. Oh, now I want to go every year. I could I could see you, dude. Please tell us your Comic-Con experience. Give us our first-hand detail at the... Give us a PMOP report, a road report. Man on the street. Yes. Um, I was actually down there to help out our boys at lapelyad.com. Speaking of which, we got to give it up to our sponsor this week, LaPellia.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Head over to LaPellia.com. They got a lot of Comic-Con exclusive leftovers. They're relaunching their WCW Mickey Mouse shirt, Ooh. Uh, which is def- an insta-buy for, I think, everybody. Uh, they actually sold out their shirt in a day. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, definitely go down to LaPellia.com and use our promo code PUTMEOVER, and in turn... Their website will put you over, and you get 20% off your entire order. Go now. Check it out. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up from them. Uh, a lot of cool pins, too. I actually picked up a Pickle Rick Flair pin. Woo! Um, I got a Macho Man Mickey Mouse pin. Uh, I got a Beast. Like Beast from, uh, from Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast, but Brock in Brock Lesnar gear. That's awesome. Uh, what was the other matchup they did? Hey, speaking of that... Um Someone, I guess someone online did a drawing of Brock Lesnar as the Beast and uh, Paul Heyman as, what's his name from, um, from Beauty and the Beast, the, the the French clock guy? Oh, I, I, I've i seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I forget that. TikTok? TikTok? I don't know. Whatever his name is. But yeah, now I can forever unsee Paul Heyman's face as I... as. As that character now, yeah, it's it's great. Um, and then oh, the they had an Austin three sixteen Homer a, di- a Homer pin. Homer three sixteen. Yeah, so definitely go check them out while you're at it. While you're checking out cool shit, make sure you go to our website putmeover.com for all of your put me over merchandise. Still got the same old pr- promo code. Still got the same promo code flaccid. Uh, you get fifteen percent off your entire order there. Um, if you ever wanted a, a, a T-shirt with my face or Dick's face or Byron's face or the hundred dollar man's face. Um, Go there. Uh, promo code is Placid. All right. With that being said, we got the plugs out of the way. Let's get back into Comic-Con. Um, I was just kind of hanging out there. Um, I They needed a little bit of help, so I went down there, helped out uh, with their meet and greets. Um, for Thursday, Friday, they had Scott Steiner there, so I was I was kind of his ringler. His wrangler? Ringler? Wrangling brother. Basically, uh, his servant boy. Yeah. Um, Mad boy. Whatever, whatever he needed, I, I was there to help out with. Um, Scott Steiner was cool. Um, had a, had a few interactions with them. I was with him for two whole days. That is a long time to be with us, wrestler. <laughs> yeah, so he was super cool. Um, and then Friday was Scott Steiner. Saturday was uh, Jeannie Bus from the Lakers. Um, 
you want to go ahead and explain the connection between wrestling and Genie Bus? Okay, yeah. So so Saturday we had um, the Beast from Women of Wrestling. Wow, um, and um, Dave McLean, who's the founder of Glow. Remember Glow? I've yes. Seen Glow on Netflix. He's the guy with the cocaine robot. Um, after that, uh, Jeannie Bus showed up and she was doing autographs, free signing actually, which is pretty cool. Um, and she is actually a part owner of Women of Wrestling as well, uh, which airs on the uh, Access Network. Um, so that was the connection there between Women of Wrestling and Jeannie Bus. I it took me a while to put it together too, but. Uh, very cool to see them there. Uh, Saturday also featured Dolph Ziggler. Um, so I got to meet Dolph Ziggler, hang out and talk to him for a little bit. Super nice guy. And then there there was another guy, um, Lucha Universe on Instagram. He was selling uh, his Lucha Universe comic books, which is basically like Marvel. Oh, but, sweet. But he has like Lucha wrestlers and they all intertwine in the same universe. But he actually had some dope... Uh, discontinued AAA figures. I actually picked up a Pentagon, uh, not a Pentagon, I picked up a La Parca figure from him. Yeah. And, you know, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. And and mind you, this is original AAA figure from the 90s, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, he got them from a guy that just found them in a storage unit, unopened in the original boxes. Uh, insane. Uh, insane find. Um, and Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins got wind of it because they're big uh, wrestling figure marks. They came by the booth and uh, they hung out for a little bit, bought some toys from him, uh, gave me a pin from their podcast, the Major Wrestling Podcast, right? Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. And they uh, hung out, took pictures. They were shooting their um, YouTube video, so you might see me on on, the, on a future uh, I'll definitely keep my eyes open for that. Uh, what else? And then Sunday, Sunday was uh, Tessa Blanchard. So I got to hang out with Tessa Blanchard, and uh, it was all, it was actually a great experience. So when I wasn't hanging out there, I got to walk the floor, saw a lot of cool shit, ran into uh, – who did I run into? I ran into a few people. I know you ran into Kofi. You, you met Kofi. Oh, yeah, yeah. So at the Boom Comics, they do a WWE comic book there. And I got to meet Kofi for twenty dollars. I got to buy a, uh, I got to buy like a like a little poster. Right. And uh, I got to meet Kofi Kingston for a little bit. He was super nice. I feel like they were trying to rush the line a little bit, but he was taking his time and like he. I feel like he wanted to talk longer to people, but they were kind of rushing the that, line. That just goes to show you how grateful he really is. Oh yeah, and he had the the WWE title with him too, so I never got to see that that up close, and I got to check it out for a little bit. And uh, I just told him to keep up what he's doing. He's on a killer run and, uh, you know, loving his title run so far. Um, and then I met uh, Claudio from Coheed and Cambria. He has a comic book series, too. Yeah, you know what? I actually was going to mention that to you over the weekend, but I think by the time I mentioned it to you, I'd already known. So um, how, what was your experience like with Cla- meeting with Claudio? Uh, there was a long line for, for their booth, Evil Ink Comics. Uh, I've met Claudio a few times for, via, like, coding cambria stuff right um but this is the first time with his comic i met him and his wife his uh their son was there and uh nice guy i feel like he was kind of over uh being at comic-con this was like day two um so he you know he yeah, was nice i, I but could see it could, he'd definitely be overwhelming yeah he's, he's got a lot to do so um but super nice guy as well talked to him about uh the first time i saw them and uh i think it was at the glass house or the palladium or something but yeah Super cool. Everyone, I didn't meet one rude person, I don't think, the whole weekend at Comic-Con. It, the environment is just so uh, positive, and everyone's so nice, and everyone's just, like, there to have a good time. 
and uh, yeah, I, that was that was pretty much my Comic Conics review. Would you be willing to do it again next year? Perhaps oh. a sequel. Perhaps a PMOP field trip. PMOP field trip. We're gonna take over Comic Con. Uh, we got to get that going for 2020. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're gonna start our page. No, I'm just kidding. A Patreon page would be no would be dope. Uh, but we don't know how to do that, so we'll wait and, on that. And I got an idea for Patreon. We Ooh. should have loot photos of us. I mean, they don't need to be leaked. They don't need to be leaked. You get exclusive loot photos, not nude photos. Loot photos. Oh, nude and lewd, baby. Actually, with me, I'll be all nude. <laughs> you I know, since we're on this subject, what do you feel about cosplayers going on their Patreon and saying they're having lewd photos? Like, whenever I hear lewd, in my mind, I'm thinking there better be some nude photos because if I'm paying something for that, I better see some nudity. If I'm paying $20, your butthole better be on display. Oh, it better be wide open. Wide gaping. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, no, but actually, there was a lot of cool cosplayers that I saw walking around, too. There was a giant Lego Batman it looked like it was straight from the movie, which was pretty insane. Oh, sweet. Um, and then, you know, since I, I was there helping out Lapelia, I was able to walk the floor before doors open. So I got to walk up to every, like, exhibit, like, anything that, like, was normally packed during the day to yeah. get to. I could just walk up to and hang out and check it out, like, in full detail up close. Like, um, there was, like, a Star Wars thing, and I, they had, like, all the different stormtroopers out on display. Um, so as a nerd, as a guy that's like super into all that stuff, uh, very cool experience, I would say. Nerd heaven. I struck out buying that Macho Man Slim Jim figure, though. I wanted to buy it there at Comic-Con. but Oh, man. Uh, it, it, it sold out every single day, like within 30 minutes. And there was like a lottery and some. This is another thing. A lottery, huh? Yeah, they, they would give tickets away. Uh, but you had to like enter a lottery to be able to get into the line to buy it. I'm an idiot, and I'm such a Comic-Con noob. I, I walk up to the Funko booth, and I'm like, oh, they have a cool Batman Funko Pop. I'll, I'll spend 10 bucks on that. I'll, I'll go buy that real quick. Mm -hmm. The line doesn't look very long, so I'm just going to walk up and buy this. Um, I asked the guy, like, uh, excuse me, where's the line to get it to buy this figure? And he's like, oh, uh, did you have a ticket? And I'm like, no. He's like, oh, then you can't buy it. And <laughs> I walked Dick. away feeling like a... Not you, though. <laughs> I, I felt... I, I walked away... Uh, I walked away feeling like a total jabron. Uh, a comic con. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, I actually met up with Josh Munoz. He came out. Uh, oh, sh shout out to Josh. Shout out to the Josh Munoz bros. Um, he was hanging out for one day. And yeah, it was it was cool. It was very, very cool, positive experience. So definitely go to Comic Con if you can. Um, I've talked about it for way too long. There's there's some other there's a whole lot of things we got to talk about. Absolutely. With that being said, let's get into the news. Let's get into Dick's dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. All right, all right, all right. So right now, unsurprisingly, big news had been uh, leaked—not leaked the other day, but been reported yesterday—and that involves AEW and their first show. On Wednesday night, so they are going to be taping or not taping, but be on Wednesday nights on live. TNT Live, and this is going to be a two-hour show from what I'm from what I'm hearing. Um, how do you feel about a two-hour a two-hour weekly show? I mean, it's better than three hours already. Uh, uh, yes, easy to digest, um, and you can kind of see what they're doing on their pay-per-views or special events. They're 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 not giving away all the goods because I think no. they're saving that for their weekly show. Um, I'm excited. I feel like the wrestling world is excited for some legitimate competition on a legitimate n TV channel. Absolutely. Network. And back on TNT, it's just a throwback to 
the money to to the Monday Night War era. You even have Monday Night Monday Nitro. Okay, how do you make dynamite out of nitroglycerin? Wednesday Night Dynamite is what they're going to be calling it on Wednesday nights too. So that's a good little throwback to it. I I see what you, I like what you did right there, dude. That I hope that's on purpose. That, uh, no, that's that was, that was built by design, dude. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so it's gonna be October second. It's gonna be the first AEW show, and it looks like it may end up being Wednesday night dynamite. So Wednesday night dynamite, Wednesday nights starting October second. This is gonna be huge. That's what um, she and said. It's gonna, it looks like it's gonna be a traveling uh, show. So the first show oh. is gonna be at the Capital One Arena in Washington D.C. Nice. That would be cool if they if they tour with it. Um, so I, I f- so this tells me right off the bat that number one, they're not gonna be doing. Uh, live tapings or live recordings at, at a specific venue, um, especially if they're going to have the first show at a uh, major sports arena at, at the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. So it looks like they're going to be kind of doing what Raw is doing now and getting on that bandwagon. Um, question is, though, can they fill it up to capacity, though? Because um, the Capital One Arena, they it does fit about 15,000, 16,000 people. I, 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 optimistically would say yeah i think out of the gate it's going to be a little difficult um especially because it's an unproven brand um but they've their marketing and everything they're doing to attract fans in i think they're doing a great job at it already so you, we could be pleasantly surprised and see sellout shows for all of their wednesday and, shows and and then that's another thing right there is can they keep it up on a consistent basis i mean because i think the first show they they might they'll have a great chance of selling out and that will, and and i think the first show I don't want to say we'll be determined whether or not those they'll fail or succeed on TNT, but it'll at least give us a glimpse of what to expect from in the future with AEW. Yeah, and I think the reason why these shows, this pay-per-view shows have been selling out in minutes is because there's a need for it, there's a want for it. When you start running the weekly shows, I th- you, you're going to saturate it a little bit, uh, but I think, I think they're going to be just fine. Absolutely. And... Um, this does lead into some other news as well with WWE, and this has been rumored going out for a while ever since um, they were in talks with Fox, and the rumor being that um, what to do with NXT is that NXT is gonna, it, will it actually show up on TV? And it looks like that they might be uh, we might be closer than we think as far as NXT arriving on uh, TV, and, and that'd be on FS1. That would be huge on Wednesday. So instead of a Monday Night War, we could see a Wednesday Night War, and. I- uh, we've said before that AEW and NXT, um, they're really more, um, they're they're really closer to each other than as opposed to Raw and SmackDown compared to AEW. Yeah, that's the real that's the real matchup uh, between those two, um, and you know we'll see. I like the alliteration between Wednesday Night War and Monday Night War. I think the the W's work. work Wednesday very Night well. War, yeah. So we'll see how this goes. Um, one thing about Vince, Vince is um, he. He, I Vince needs his competition. Let's see. I honestly, dude, I don't think NXT needs a fire in its ass. It's the main roster. So as great as it is having AEW and NXT go against each other, does it really solve the problem with the main roster with with both Raw and SmackDown? No, because NXT isn't the problem. It's uh, not the problem at all. Raw and SmackDown are the problems, and you you look at who's running the, those two shows, and that that says a lot. I don't. I'm I'm worried for Vince to see NXT lose to AEW, and I feel like he doesn't want that to happen. No, Vince is, Vince is hyper-competitive. Uh, he doesn't want to see them... You're right. He doesn't want to see them lose to AEW, especially uh, a promotion that came from out of nowhere, and 
that has uh that one of your former wrestlers is um now in now in charge of this promotion and i think that's a that would be a slap in his face right there if he were to lose in in the ratings yeah not only that but they have former talent like dean ambrose was a ju- was like he was a world champion he he was yes. pushed to the moon with the shield uh to see your guy that you built essentially um going to the going to the AEW um is probably like another thing that pisses Vince off to no end. Yeah, cuz you couldn't keep him. You couldn't keep you couldn't keep him happy. That's the thing. Yeah. You couldn't keep him happy. Um and Moxley is the kind of guy that I you know, I it doesn't take a lot for him to leave. I don't I don't see him going to Vince and asking for for 20 million dollars and he even said it wasn't not it wasn't for the money. He didn't it even was, look at the offer. He didn't look at the offer exactly. He he wanted he was just not happy. He was just not happy from a creative standpoint and from a character standpoint and he that's why and that's why he felt he had to leave and make his name somewhere else and it's like a it's like a divorce and seeing your ex-wife happier and like yeah. with someone better. That's got to get under people's skin. I I would Absolutely. get pissed off if I ever got divorced. And uh, <laughs> my ex was doing better without me. Yeah, that's it, an ego thing. That's it, just it, on absolutely. Me. It's an ego thing, and it, it it's just it, it's it's just it's just the way it, it just happens to um to everyone in like, not to everyone in general, but it's just that's just the way it is, dude. Like you hate to see yourself lose, and then to see someone who you've known for a long time get better, and whereas you're getting worse, that's that's got to eat you in the soul. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if Elena left me, and I just got fat and disgusted more than more so. Uh, than I already am, but and and then she's just like taken off. I that would definitely hurt the ego and send me in depression for sure. Well, speaking of uh, this, this episode is brought to you by uh, <laughs> Deep Dark Secrets. And uh, speaking of depression, Jay Uso, what's up with this dude? Oh man, that guy likes to drink and drive, huh? That guy. I mean, I'll say this. I'll say this. He's not a quitter. That he's not. Um, he's not a quieter either, which is I'm sure what people call him online. Um. I don't know. Winners I, don't quieter. I just I feel like uh, he doesn't have a driver or someone else that can drive for him. Naomi's not around. Like why why is he getting these? Why is he getting himself into these situations? And you know, drinking and driving isn't okay. We've all probably done it at some point or another, right? Um, but you know, we're also not role models. I guess we're not in the public eye. Ex- exactly. And uh, for this to happen again, so close to what it just happened. John Cena just clowned him, clowned on him on Raw for it, and he then he did it again him on Raw this past Monday, and it was actually th- Thursday morning. It was actually earlier today at the time of recording. He got pulled over in Pensacola, and he the, the when the cops pulled him over, he they re- he, they smelled alcohol on him. They tried to take him in for uh, for a DUI. He refused to do a breathalyzer. Uh, eventually, he when he did do the breathalyzer, he blew over the legal limit. So um, you would think at this point, like he would know, like when to stop and and when to quit. When like if dude, you're and he makes so much money. Like I don't understand why he get an Uber, get an or Uber something. Yeah, um, it's 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 it sucks to see because the Usos are just so talented and probably the best tag team in WWE. Um, will this affect them on TV? That's the question because they're actually going to be featured in SummerSlam, aren't they? Don't they have a tag team title match or something? I don't know. They're well. I'm sure they will, but I mean, they'll be on the show. But who says like they're not going to get in? Like, okay, the first time it happened, like shit. Okay, well, just try to keep your nose clean for right. a little bit, and then months later it happens again. Like that's not a good look. It, no, it isn't. So, um, 
I, I think Jay, really Jay and Jimmy, they both need to like really like be careful with what they do and just be a lot smarter with their decisions because it, there, there may come a point where if they keep doing this down the road, it, it may end up affecting someone else. You know, it may affect someone. Could who, affect Naomi. Exactly. Um, or, you know, I don't, WWE is not going to let them go. Like, but they can definitely be like, okay, well, we're going to give you the Good Brothers treatment. Just hang out and catering every weekend yeah. so we need you. Or, or, you know, or God forbid they get into like, or they get into a really oh, bad yeah. accident. I mean, of course. Someone has to, and someone loses a life over it, dude. Yeah, that's it's the other side of the coin. Like, yeah. Definitely. Uh, come on, Jimmy. Be better. You gotta be smarter with that, dude. What else we got, Dick? Okay, so um, last week I I mentioned very little. Uh, I mentioned a little bit about Seth Rollins and how he went off on on the or he kind of apologized for the fans. This dude cannot keep. This dude cannot shut up. He just he he went on another uh, tangent. It's actually not on Twitter, but it was an interview. And uh, when he was asked about Dean, he would mentioned that um, there is competition between AEW and NXT, and that. He felt that Dean going to AEW is taking food off of his table. Um, yet he doesn't realize that the company and him they're they're making a lot of money off these deals off off of uh, not only the Saudi money but also the network deals as well. So yeah. they're not short on cash. I don't feel like I mean I felt that that comment was it, it was I don't want to say it was insensitive but it was just not correct at all. Like. Why would you say something like it just it was way over exaggerated, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's only a matter of time, I feel like, where I feel like the crowd's already turning on him as it is. Exactly. And then and that's the point I wanted to make is thank you for bringing that up, is that the more Seth talks, the less of a reaction he's going to get from the fans. He's becoming cooler and cooler by the day. And oh, like his heat is cooling off. His heat's cooling off. Exactly. And well, his run hasn't been lighting the world on fire it, either it, it hasn't it, it it hasn't either i mean and then that's not com- and that's not all his fault right there um i did mean did you see what they had him doing on raw they gave him the suffering succotash lines yes um and you want to make someone uncool make them talk like that make them go out on raw and try to uh burn brock lesnar by talking about his little his little eyes and his little head and his big neck and like that's cringe dude Super cringe. I, t- I think 2015 Seth Rollins will slap the shit out of him for saying that. Oh yeah, that is that not the architect. Bad. That was not the arch- That was Vince McMahon telling him what to say. Um, he's talking to children, and I'm sure Vince said it's such good shit. <laughs> yeah, but it's such good shit. Oh. Get out there. Get out there and do it. And now, and and speaking of uh, wrestlers who don't shut up, uh, we we didn't mention this last week. Uh, but Alexa Bliss, she kind of went off on the fans after Raw last week. Um, how the fans were, were "quote unquote" disrespectful toward the women in, in uh, the Fatal Four Way match last week on Raw, and she came out and just attacked the fans, saying that, um, long story short, that they are um, they're they're entitled to their opinion, but they don't have to be rude or disrespectful. That's just that's I never thought Alexa Bliss was that much of a snowflake. Um, what is up with these wrestlers, dude? I don't know, man. Um, the the match went way too long for people. It was a mat. It was a fatal four way with Natalia, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, and who I don't even know who the other person was. Um, and it went for twenty five minutes. It was a f- Naomi. F- Naomi was the fourth person. Oh yeah. So Naomi, who hasn't been on TV in forever, 
uh, Carmela, who the, the only thing she's done is chase around with our truth and protect his 24 seven title. Natalia hasn't been on TV. Alexa bliss has only been doing a moment of bliss um, because she's been sick or whatever. And I, I, I feel like the crowd just wasn't into this match. And if they're not into it, they're going to let you know. And for WWE to talk about how they encourage reactions, good or bad, this isn't them being rude. This is them sp- speaking their voice and telling telling it how they see it. Um, if that match was 10 minutes long, 15 minutes long, I, I don't think they would have turned that hard. I don't think it would have been an issue if it was that long. But the fact that they had to do it for 25 minutes... That 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 I didn't understand. Like, why do you need a match to be that long? Not only that, but you know, after each fall, they have to cut cut to commercial because they don't um they don't want to have matches during commercials, which they actually did better on Raw about it. Um, they structure their 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 run sheet a little bit better, but at the same time, I don't blame the fans for for being bored and you know not into the match. Sorry, yeah. sorry, and, Alexa. It's they're not into you right now. They're just not in. Yeah, they're just not into it right now. And this is for. And this was for uh, the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship that that's going to happen at SummerSlam. And not one of those people, other yeah. than Alexa Bliss, is on Becky's level. That could be contending for the title. And I think, if anything, I mean, Natalia. Natalia did win the match. I think we're going a little ahead, but still, though, but the point I want to make is that Natalia did win. As great as she is, she's she's a talented wrestler. She just has no heat. They have not built her up to be at that level to where she can compete for uh for the title. I mean, I can't see her as, as a, I couldn't see any of them as as, as competition. And They're in Canada, so that's why that's the only reason got this shot. She um, got it by default. But yeah, you're right. Um, none of these none of these women have anything to them that makes it exciting to see. Back. At least Lacey had heat on her, like real heat, right? Um, as much as we were tired of seeing her and Becky fight, at least the cr- the crowd was definitely booing her for the right reason. Um, and then Natalia, I feel like the stuff they're making her say isn't her, isn't the character that they've built up for you know this decade. Um, it's it's just very strange, very strange. And you know we'll see what happens when it comes match time. But right now, um, Alexa Bliss should not be that upset over. Yeah, and and this goes and this is for a larger picture for the wrestlers as well, like. Twitter does go both ways. I mean, yes, you do see a lot of fans being disgruntled online and complaining for the sake of complaining, but the wrestlers are also following suit as well. And it's just, and it, it's like you you start to realize, like, man, these guys are like, are they really that fragile, or do this just no one to shut the fuck up and just 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 let it go? You know, I think because you know the crowd was shitting on the match, so they've the crowd shits on matches all the time. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were shitting on them personally. They were shitting on the idea that th- these are going to be the four that are going to be going after the the Raw Women's Championship. You couldn't do any better than, than that. That's what it really was to me. It had nothing to do with the with the lack of talent that each of the women had. Yeah, you can th- blame the bookers wrong for with this. That. Like, yeah, like you could blame the bookers because no one has been built up to be an actual contender. I don't think Natalia is winning that title. No, um, and you know I think Ronda needs to come back at this point. Um, that's what it is. Is it like, should have been Ronda and and Becky at SummerSlam. I think that would have, unless she's pregnant or something that, where she can't wrestle. Um, I don't know why they didn't go with that because that's that's the money match, and that's something Becky needs. Becky needs Ronda, unless they want to save it for for Survivor Series, which was going to happen last year. Um, they could do that. Becky Becky definitely needs her Joker for sure. So 
earnings report this morning. Uh, earlier this morning, WWE did have uh, their quarter earnings report. Um, basically, long story short, uh, their their uh, revenue did was down from compared to last quarter, and um, it just seems like they just cannot hit two million subscribers on the network. One was already a lot. To One is a lot. Yeah. Um, they did report as 1.69 million, and of course, we don't know whether or not 69, that, 69. That's the number. <laughs> and the thing about these numbers is that we don't know who's paying for it and who's getting it for free. You know what I mean? Or who's yeah, who's just using codes, um, logins? Because each account, it could be there could be multiple accounts for one person. You know, it, it, it doesn't take into consideration as far as what their total um, revenue they're making off the network for the subscribers. It just says one point six nine million. I mean, they are increasing little by little, but it's just like they've been the network has been on for five plus years, and they are have been growing at a very slow rate. They have not reached two million. I don't think they'll reach two million at all, like anytime soon. Well, the problem with the network is, and they're gonna. We'll, we'll talk about the upgrades they're gonna be making to it. They, they don't do anything other than put like. I mean, they put their original content and things up there, but there needs to be more special events and things that make you want to buy the network. Yes, the pay per views, whatever, but. You know, like when they did that, uh, the Beast in the East special, right? Or um, you know, they do the that Starcade special, something, something that's a little bit more um, of a reason to want to get the network other than get the pay per views, because pay per views can be streamed wherever. Um, but if if you make the network feel like there's something else that you need to see on it, that's when you're going to get people to subscribe. Like a Netflix. Netflix has all their original specials and they're all great. If you put great shit on there, it's gonna People are going to want to sign up for it. Absolutely. And then um, and then mention as well as like they did have their uh, the network upgrades as well. The network in the beginning and for the longest time has been uh, clunky, especially their, uh, their search feature. It's been notorious for just being unreliable when trying to find something you want, exactly what you want. You know, if you type Macho Man, you know how much shit comes up when I just want to find like a certain thing? They, they li- like, they'll be... Like, let's say I want to see Macho Man, Ricky Steamboat, WrestleMania 3. If I just type in Macho Man, it's going to give me, like, 30,000 pages of Macho Man, any little thing he did. They need to get an algorithm that will separate things a little easier, maybe between promos, matches, something where, right. you know, it, it's a little easier to find things. Um, y- you can look for anything on there, but the problem is it just gives you way too much. and not the th- It gives you everything but the thing you're looking for. Absolutely, and um, maybe run it like a Google search where top top searches come up first, like the things that people click on the most. Something there's got to be something. I'm no I'm no app developer. I'm not a network guy. I can't I can't just sit here and tell them what to do. I'm not that smart. But you know what? I know it's a problem is the search feature. And you're just a simple man just trying to watch a simple man. I'm just a simple man running a simple podcast. All right, guys. I'm just a dude. All right. Get your shit together. There you go. That's that's really it. And and um. It is true. Like the the search feature has been notorious for being unreliable. Hopefully, with these upgrades, we'll see what happens. I'm actually going to try to go back on tonight and you know see if if the upgrades are actually worth or if it's if it's actually done correctly. If it's oh, worthwhile, are the upgrades already out? I they should be out. I, I want to say they should be out today. Okay, then I'm going to have to. It looks like to do that. It looks like that. Um, that might be the case, but we'll take a. I mean, I'll go online and see if that's the case. Um, we'll see though. But um. Another thing I want to talk about is um, CM Punk. It seems like his name's been popping up a lot lately. 
Uh, yeah, they just announced uh, last week that he's going to be at StarCast, which, you know, coincides with their all-out pay-per-view in Chicago. Um, what else did they say about him, Dick? Well, uh, during an interview that he had with um, with ESPN, um, he's mentioned that he did receive text messages from other um, AEW wrestlers about um, wanting about what, what, what's he going to do. And he's been trying to play um he's trying to do his best to not really um to not really respond to that because if he feels like in his mind that if he let's say if he's talking to cody and he says something about cody where he gives a hint that he may come back then cody may end up saying something and punk didn't want that he doesn't want that right now like if he wants to come back he wants it to be um very special like as a secret as a surprise uh, which is understandable but Right now, the way things have been going, and I mean, people I think are already saying like he's gonna come back, he's gonna make his announcement. AEW is gonna actually debut at AEW in Chicago. Um, we don't know yet. I mean, but I think he wants to keep that allure. He wants to make it like a surprise and make it meaningful if he does decide to come back. Yeah, especially in Chicago, it, it kind of writes itself. Um, we might be getting worked right now, and there could be already things going on. That's true. And they're downplaying it. Maybe Jericho. Jericho has been great at working fans uh, to set the expectation low. Uh, the pop that CM Punk would get if he showed up, just just as like a special ring announcer or not a ring, uh, a special commentator, right, would be huge. Um, and you know he has that licensed music with um, Living Color, Living Color. Um, so it's not like they have to play generic CM Punk music. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Um, I don't know. I would pop huge. The internet would explode. I feel like, and you know we need AEW needs a CM Punk right now. They got Moxley. Um, they have the Bucks. They have Kenny Omega, but they don't have that top tier uh, legend status card in their uh, deck. Aside from Jericho. I mean, Jericho Jericho's a huge get, but, you know, the the shine's a little off. Not not in a bad way, but, like, we've grown accustomed to seeing Jericho on AEW TV. They need a big surprise, I feel like, and I think I, I would put my money on CM Punk at least making an appearance at All Out. You would not be wrong. I mean, you, that's, I don't that's, see him wrestling a full bet. schedule, but give no, him, no, give him no, a Brock no, Lesnar no, kind no. of deal. You know what I mean? No, no, I, I don't. I don't see him wrestling full time either. Um, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I, I I'm with you on the same boat. I think he will show up to AEW in some role, but we'll see what happens and we'll go from there. Oh yeah. What else we got, Dick? Well, let's start talking about the G1. Ooh, um, you yeah. and I. Um, I, I did watch a couple matches over the weekend, and uh, actually before this recording, you and I did go over um, a couple of matches as well. Um, if you guys have not been paying attention to this tournament and to these mat to the matches that have been showing on Axis or even on um, New Japan World, you are missing out. Uh, this has definitely been some of the best wrestling I've seen all year. I would wow. definitely go out of my way to watch this. Um, I have the Access TV channel, so I'm able to set the DVR and kind of watch it at my leisure. But I need to. There's maybe two episodes I need to catch up on. We just watched Kenta versus uh, Sonata, which was a great match, and then uh, John Moxley versus um, Ishii. Ishii, which was. Please go and watch that match if you want to see yes. New Japan strong style. Um, with a former WWE superstar, definitely go out of your way and watch Ishii versus Moxley because they beat the shit out of each other that whole I, match. And I would go as far as to say, if you are a Dean Ambrose hater, oh, you yeah. need to watch this match. You definitely. Because Dean Ambrose was a WWE character. Which, what, what we've been seeing so far in the G1 with John Moxley, 
nothing like Dean Ambrose. In fact, he, you could say he's kind of been the MVP of the G1. Um, he has been undefeated so far. Uh, Him, Okada, and Kenta all have eight points. All have eight points so far. So they're they're on um, they're on an undefeated streak right now. And we're still we still got plenty more G1 where where it's going. Um, Ibushi has four points. Sonata has two. Balak Ballet has two. Will Ospreay has two on the A block. Uh, Lance Archer has four. So it looks like the A block is pretty competitive. Uh, the B block, we got Moxley at eight. Um, Juice at six. Ishii at four. Toriyano, who's a joke character, a joke wrestler, has four. He's, he's upsetted um, Naito and Jay White so far. Uh, Shingo yeah, Kataki. He's kind of like a Santino kind of character. Yes, exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, Naito has four points. Taichi has four. Uh, Goto has two, Cobb has two, and Jay White has two. So um, at, at this point, it could be, I mean, even though we got three undefeated wrestlers, anyone could still come out on top. Yeah, no one's really running away with it. Uh, big surprises to me, Will Ospreay with two points. Zack Sabre, I'm a big Zack Sabre mark, oh, and he Mark. has zero points. He's the only one with no points. He has no points so far, but I think they're going to they're, they're gonna tell a story with both those guys, so we'll see what's, what's going to happen in the, in the mean, next couple of uh days this time last year jay white was on top of the world you know he was he was feuding with okada he stole his manager um he was iwgp champion and now he's at the bottom of the b block with two points but i mean he is tied with Cobb and goto so right. we'll see yeah so those matches um yeah definitely go out of your way see moxley versus ishii it is intense it is um it, it defines strong style and moxley as I said, he has redeemed himself in more ways than one with this G1 tournament. He wanted to prove to everyone that he can go in the ring, and he's shown. Um, Osprey versus Okada, that's another... Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Please go watch that match. It's tw about 20 minutes long, and it's 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 unbelievable. Uh, it tells a great story. I got to give it up to the commentators, who com uh, Kevin Kelly and uh, who's the other guy? Oh, man. Uh, it Either way, go out of your way. I mean, just pay attention to the commentators. They they build up this match so much. They 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 build the suspense and they actually tell a great story. Not just in the ring, but commentary does a great job. They're not spending their time, you know, plugging Burger King and talking about tweets and shit. They're actually putting the match over, and it helps build the drama. And you know, had me fully invested in this match. Yeah, and the story for that match is that Okada has been undefeated against Will Osprey. He he's he was a uh, four and zero, oh, I believe, and we're they're not we're not sure if Osprey was going to get his first win, and turned out that he did not beat Okada. But it took spoiler alert four Rainmakers. Oh yeah, and holy shit! I mean, before we get to the Rainmaker part, they uh, were they stealing were each other's like yes. It was like Osprey had a special, and Okada had a special at the same time, and they were just reversing finishers. Um, it it builds up to a great a great finish. Um, a lot of kickouts, and you know, um, no one. It, they seem like they were both on equal levels. Um, I, at one point, I was like, oh, shit, Osprey's got this. Osprey's going to win. He just hit Okada with his own tombstone, um, he, and he set up for the storm storm Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. And, uh, you know, just the it's a great match. Just go out of your way to watch that. The Rainmaker counter into the Stormbreaker was insane. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, go, go out of your way and watch some of this G1 stuff because it's really great. Yeah, this definitely is some of the best wrestling of the year so far. Um, it is worth it, and it, it's taken a toll on these on, on these guys' bodies. But it, you know what, though, what they do in the ring, it put it on a show for us is I, it's amazing. It's 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 a work of art. Let's talk about the Raw reunion. Yeah, let's get into Raw. Um, this week, Raw. Um, 
was kind of a this week Raw was a uh, a reunion show of sorts. I don't know if you guys have probably seen it, but here's our take on it. I was actually very sports entertained for this show. Uh, Raw and SmackDown I thought were pretty good this week. Um, you had a lot of legends coming back from the past. Um, there was like 40 different legends at some point in the show. Oh, excuse me. And, uh, you know, based on uh, what we saw, um, it goes to show you how much higher or how much the the legends are over than the current uh, stars. And, and that really is um, that really is a depressing sign. I mean, granted, most of the Raw reunions or the Raw homecoming shows, they do they, you do kind of see that with the old talent being bigger than the current talent. But um, this show in particular was a telling sign of how bad, not bad, but like how just insignificant modern talent is compared to um, talent back in the day. Over 40, 40 people or over 40 legends showed up on Raw. And get this. They had to change a lot on the way because. Did they really? Yeah, a lot of it had to do with the fact that some of the legends they couldn't, they weren't able to do simple feats. They weren't able to pass a physical. So I don't know what exactly they had originally planned, but um, it definitely was not the original show that they were going to go for. And they had to change things last minute. Well, I mean, you got guys like Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. Um, not even uh, well, Gerald Briscoe got pinned, um, but. They couldn't and really get down on the floor they to couldn't. take a pin. You know what I mean? And um, God, God bless Pat Patterson. I, I, I mean, both of those guys, both those guys, and Briscoe. God bless them. I love the the throwback to when they were tag team or not tag, when they were uh, hardcore champions, right? Um, so it was really cool to see the past meeting the future, as far as that goes. But I mean, God bless Pat Patterson. Man, he just could not. He couldn't get down. So then he finally had to do like a. He finally had to put his foot on uh, who? Who did he? It was uh, Kelly. Who? Who did he beat? Was it Kelly Kelly? Or no, he beat um, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. Yeah, he couldn't even get down to do a pin, so he had put his foot on um, on Drake Maverick to uh, win the championship. Gerald Briscoe lost it in the limo where we couldn't see what was happening inside. Uh, oh, that's right. So no, no, no. Didn't Teddy Biasi go in the limo? And no, he came out of it, and Gerald Briscoe was going to take off. Um, right? Fuck. No, no. I think it. It, basically, there were a lot of um, there. There were a lot. Oh wait, no. Gerald Briscoe got a low blow from uh, Candice Michelle. He lost to Candice Michelle. There was eight twenty four seven. Yes, there was a lot. Uh, just just go online and look at the title changes for um, for the twenty four seven championship. Uh, long story short, our truth did get the belt back in the end, and he drove off with um, Renee Michelle. Yeah, so he lost his title and his wife. Oh, Drake. I uh, can't catch a break. Uh, but I thought overall the show, it wasn't, it didn't do anything to help storylines really. Um, it was there to pop a rating and, you know, it had me hook, line, and seekers. Begin and end, um, especially the end. I loved what when Stone Cold came out and he gave like a really good promo. He put WWE over big time. And uh, we are his family now. Did you know that? I'm related. I didn't, I didn't know that. I'm I am related to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I am related to Stone Cold as well. You know what? <laughs> he's a great stepdad. Uh, yeah, he's a great stepdad. He drinks a little too much, but uh, that's I okay. C- I can live with that. Um, he had the Broken Skull IPA um, in a can, which isn't really a thing. They actually had to go to great lengths to hide the fact that they didn't have a lot of Broken Skull IPA in a can. Uh, didn't they put, like, stickers? Yeah, so what happened was that they made about... Uh, this is from Stone Cold's Twitter. I guess a fan had asked in response to us to calling out Stone Cold as far as the the Broken Skull um, being uh, gimmicked. 
And uh, Stone Cold mentioned that uh, he, there was only 21 cans and that the rest were indeed gimmicked. And they were uh, they did have the sticker, but instead of it being the Broken Sky PA, it was a Corona. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that Which, sucks. I mean, if you look I at the can, I mean, you could kind of get away with it because of the design of both. They're, they're very similar-ish in a way. Like, they're both, like, light-colored and... Even though they don't taste nothing like though, but you could have maybe got a can of something else that wasn't bright yellow. True, um, but yeah. that, I just thought that was a, I just thought that was like a, a small snippet right there. And um, someone did call it Stone Cold, but then he he did kind of correct the fans and said, "Hey, there there was beer out there, but it just wasn't enough for everyone, and the rest of it were gimmicked." Yeah, um, Hulk Hogan can't get a, get through a promo without flubbing something. He had one line left. Well, first he said, "Taste your pick," and I heard, "Taste your prick." Um, <laughs> which which made me laugh at home. Oh God! Um, and then he said raw reunion um, instead of the raw reunion. Um, I was like, dude, you got one more line and you couldn't make it through. Um, but Hulk Hogan got a pretty good reaction. I feel like I don't I don't think he got booed too hard. No, it was it was it was perfectly fine. Rick um, Flair Rick got Flair got, got, got a, great, a great reaction. I loved seeing Ted DiBiase buying the title. Um, that was that was great. He was actually the one that lost it in the limo. You're right. Um, but yeah. Uh, that and the uh, Angelo Dawkins smoking weed with RVD joke was pretty was pretty good too, and there is some truth to that because when I noticed RVD on Raw, he was lit. He was high as a kite. Oh, he's like, I don't work here. I'm I'll get high. I, I don't, I don't get drug tested. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I work for TNA Impact, baby. Impact Wrestling. Uh, but yeah, I, overall, any other good takeaways? There, there is one takeaway I want to say though, and that was uh, Mick Foley. Um, oh yeah, let's talk about that. Mick Foley was uh, he, he he came out and he did a promo saying he wants to win the twenty four seven title, and we do see um, you know the twenty four seven jobbers running around, um, running through the crowd, running backstage, and while he was cutting his promo, we see the lights dim and everything power down. And Bray Wyatt debut or day bright. I'm sorry, not debuts, but Bray Wyatt shows up again. A wild Bray Wyatt appears. A wild Bray Wyatt appears, and puts McFoley in the mandible claw, which is awesome. I love it. I I like that part. Do you think he's going to be able to do the mandible claw as a finisher? Yes. I think the Fiend needs uh, to have the mandible claw in his in his repertoire for sure. Uh, that looked awesome. McFoley going above and beyond to put over Bray Wyatt. Um, actually, Bray Wyatt said um, on Twitter, he said, uh, thank you, Mick. You um, you when he said something like you, you did more than I you did more than you could or something. He put over Mick Foley, putting him over Absolutely. Pretty, good, pretty big. And, you know, Mick Foley, he's done a lot for WWE. They give him they give him a lot of crap. And I don't think they understand how much Mick means to the company or how much Mick does for the company. Uh, he he he's, he put over Bray Wyatt in such a huge way that hopefully we see you know a strong Bray Wyatt come SummerSlam because that's what uh, that's what he needs. He needs to be pushed and he needs to have he needs to be the Bray Wyatt new he needs to be new Bray Wyatt, not any of the old Bray Wyatt from before. How did we not get a Stone Cold Kevin Owens interaction at some point? Was he just there to be at the end of the show? I think he was there to be at the end of the show. Um, but like I said, a, a lot of plans did change uh, throughout the show. So, I mean, I'm sure they were thinking about doing a Kevin Owens Stone Cold segment. But for whatever reason, it just it just couldn't it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the O.C.? We're not talking about Orange County. Or no, the I'm not show. Talk- no, I think. Uh, what, what, what was who was Misha Barton? 
Yes. Corey Graves threw a threw a Misha Barton reference on commentary. Um, I don't like the name the OC. You know, they they could they could just left it with the club and that would have been fine. I don't know why they had to go with the OC, the original club. Because all I think about is um, Misha Barton and uh, who's the other girl? Uh, I forgot her name. Rachel though. Bilson. Rachel Bilson. There you go. Uh, that's all I think of when I hear the OC. And then and, and um, Adam. Um, what's his name? I can't. It's been so long since I've seen. <laughs> but you know, you know yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm not a big fan of the name the OC. It's I mean it makes sense the original club. Um, they should just kept it as a club. Yeah, I mean, they they didn't need to put the OC in there. Um, I I mean I understand why they did it for marketing reasons. They probably thought it was more marketable to have it as the OC. Um, I'm surprised they didn't call it the OGBC. That actually sounds way better. Yeah. Oh wait. Um, you know who was using that it was Tamatonga. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. So they can't use that, huh? Um, or the OG. OGC? The OGOC? The original. Man, that's a mouthful. Original Gangsters, Original Club? Yeah. I, something. Um, but I I wasn't I'm not a fan of that that's name. That's too gimmick right there. Yeah, a little bit too much gimmick infringement. But overall, I would give Raw um a thumbs up because I was sports entertained the whole time. Yeah, and, and apparently it was a success because uh that Raw drew over three million rate uh three million viewers. Hey. Now Hopefully, hopefully they can do a better job at building up the uh, the stars. Um, the DX thing, um, I felt like someone could have taken a bump from the OC at some point. Um, John Cena, he was only there for the beginning of the show. He cut a, yeah. he got, he went into Doctor Thugonomics, uh, which is cool to see. I wish we could have got a Rikishi dance. We didn't even get that. They teased it. They teased it, but I, I guess Rikishi wasn't cleared to do the stink face <laughs> or the dance for that matter. Actually, that's that's an actual fact. Um, the revival was supposed to take a stink face, and Rikishi wasn't cleared to give that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, I mean they had a lot of plans, but a lot of the guys that were able to show up, they weren't able to, uh, they weren't able to pass the physical, so they had to scrape a lot of plans. And if you seem like the show was different than what was advertised, then that's the reason why. Um, what else we got? Let's. I guess. I mean, that's pretty much all of Raw. Uh, like I said, it was more of a clip show than uh, an actual like episodic version of raw uh we saw a lot of, a lot of cool backstage segments a lot of interaction between new stars and old stars uh, didn't really progress any storylines other than like the roman reigns um deal um but yeah let's get to smackdown um uh, the one thing that i remember from smackdown is the interaction with um sean michaels who they or advertising was going to be on commentary. Yes, he he, uh, he 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 wasn't on commentary, but we got the new day instead for the first like half hour of the, half hour of the show. And can we get the new day on commentary all the time, please? Like alternate uh, coverage because they were awesome. I agree. And another thing, if you noticed, was um, Byron Saxon wasn't there, and Michael Cole uh, filled in his place. Yeah, um, Byron Saxon's father sadly passed away on Tuesday. Um, so, you know, our thoughts are with you, Byron. Um, and it was weird. Michael Cole was actually playing the heel role. Yeah, and I, I thought I was tripping out because I'm like, wait a minute. Why is he why is he being a heel right now? Like, is, is it 2011 again? I, I noticed it. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Cole Miner again. Um, I'm not a fan of Cole being a heel. No. Um, 
and you, you know, know the he funny, had a, funny he had a, that you mentioned that was that on Raw. I want to go back to Raw real quick. When Jerry Lawler was doing guest commentary, he kept bringing up that WrestleMania match, and Lawler was just like, Can "We forget about it, move on." <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, so I mean, I guess they were planning for that because Corey was was on a movie set apparently, so they needed someone to be the heel, and um, that that had to go on Michael Cole, I guess. Uh, but that and the uh, the Miz TV segment with Shawn Michaels. Um, actually got me more excited not for Dolph Ziggler and the Miz it got me more excited for the thought of a Shawn Michaels Dolph Ziggler match that which is not going to happen it's not going to happen um they they traded insults back and forth Dolph Ziggler pretty much told him he ruined his legacy by coming back for that shitty match and uh Shawn Michaels said well you know I'd rather I'd rather my legacy be ruined than have a legacy of being um a discount Shawn Michaels which got a big reaction from the crowd oh yeah um, I I <laughs> Dolph Ziggler actually at the end went for a swing on the Miz missed. Uh, Shawn Michaels gave him a punch and Dolph Ziggler gave him uh, his own super kick, which got another big pop from the crowd. Um, that was probably my favorite moment of the night. Yeah, and and like I said, the the sad thing about it is that we all want to see a Shawn Michaels Dolph Ziggler match, but we're not going to get it. And this is just building up for uh, a, a, looks like it might be the Miz and Dolph Ziggler SummerSlam. That's what it looks like. I. The Miz, Dolph Ziggler? That's what it looks like it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, we've seen this feud over the years many times. Um, I don't. I want to see Shawn Michaels, dude. Exactly, yeah. Um, Ember Moon had a match with Charlotte, and uh, at, the, at the end of the match, um, Ember, Ember actually threw Bailey into the ring after Bailey helped, helped her after she was getting her ass kicked. Bailey throws her into the ring, and, or I mean, Ember throws Bailey into the ring, and I think they're setting up for a triple threat between a- Ember, Bailey, and I. I, I I'm going to take back all that because that's not what's happening. Yes, Ember Moon wanted to. Is basically is she a heel now? Is she uh, or is she just trying to get a one up on Bailey because Bailey threw? <laughs> I keep saying that. Uh, Ember threw Bailey into the ring so she can get an ass beating from Charlotte. Um, and she ended up giving Bailey the eclipse off the top rope after that big big beat down. So. Um, I don't know where they're going with this. I do know that there are rumors that Charlotte Flair um, is going to be having a match with Trish Stratus, who is from Toronto, at SummerSlam. That actually, I believe, was conf- that actually was confirmed by WWE. So it looks like that is going to happen. That that'll be cool to see. Um, I don't know who's going to win in that. I don't think Trish needs it. Trish doesn't need it. Um, Charlotte cut a pretty good promo talking about how yeah. um. You know, talking about the legends and how she is the best uh, woman of all WWE, past, present, and future. Um, so I'm actually that that excites me. That's something that excites me. I I yeah I agree. And you know what? If if this keeps Charlotte out of the title picture, then I'm all for it because she doesn't need to be in the title picture at all. Speaking of title picture, it looks like Randy Orton is inserting himself into the world title picture with Kofi Kingston which you know uh, Kofi came out and he said you know back in 2011 me and you were feuding and you had me buried brother you um, you sabotaged my push and now here we are and I want to face you at SummerSlam I like that they put the continuity they even went back and pulled the footage from when he gave the boom drop in, at Madison Square Garden oh yeah um, which you know is great you know I guess this is long term storybooking if you're going to do this and it's nice to know that they don't think we're complete idiots and we forgot about this stuff. And and let's be honest, Kofi needs an established opponent, someone who has been a former world champion into his matches, into his title run. Um, 
the because all the other opponents that Kofi has faced, they weren't at the same level as a Randy Orton. And he I, I feel like he needs to have that established superstar in order to um really make his uh championship reign all the more um positive. Yeah, because like you said, like we said last week, um he hasn't really fought any former world champions this this whole any established this whole like run. legit champions. Um this is uh bald bull level, you know, bald bull versus Lil Mac, you know, situation. Um I said that I said that last week. Uh this is, you know, someone Kofi going against huge established world champion right. 14 times over and and the question is like do you, does Kofi keep the belt and do you continue to build his title ring or is it time for him to drop the belt to Randy Orton that's the that's question, a great that question. Be, that's the question remains to be seen you know because I think I as much as I love Kofi's run um he's not un- unbeatable he's not unstoppable no he's not um it's only a matter of time before someone takes it from him and I think a chase with Randy Orton would be great to take us in the Survivor Series. The, the chase is always more capti- captivating than the run itself. Um, and you could always, and if Kofi happens to lose the belt, you can always chase up to uh, when SmackDown does debut on Fox on Friday nights is to, to the very first SmackDown on um, Fox. Ooh, October is coming very soon. It is coming a lot sooner than we think, people. So We're Almost in August. Yes. Uh, my birthday month. Um, actually, Dick... Happy early birthday, brother. Oh, thank you, brother. Uh, your birthday is on the 28th. It's going to be this Sunday. We're recording uh, as of th- yeah, in a couple of days. Ah, so happy early. How, how old are you going to be? 30 35. Five. Jesus Damn. Christ, dude. And I'm right behind you, dude. I'll be 34 in August. Oh, so. man. Uh, happy early birthday. If you guys are following along, uh, make sure you wish Dick happy birthday on Sunday. Um, one thing that was weird to me was the main event with Kevin Owens against uh, Roman Reigns. They both have a beef with... Shane McMahon, who went full Stone Cold storyline and booked Stooges to do the ring announcing and the timekeeping, which really, timekeeper really, uh, 2019, they don't even announce anything anymore. Um, they don't even announce like where they're from anymore. I don't think timekeeper really has a, that much of an impact on a match. Right. Uh, but why would, why would Roman Reigns want to fight Kevin Owens? Um, they're not feuding with each other. They don't have a problem with each other. I feel like, I mean... It was kind of unnecessary. It, it's just it was just there to uh, drive division between the two, and for Shane to play divide and conquer. And but I mean, couldn't Roman just be like, "I'm not fighting this guy"? You could, right? I mean, if you if you you, you I'm not going to buy authority, right? I'm not going to be your puppet. Fuck this guy. I'm not going to fight this guy. You would think, but um, instead they um, they went ahead and they tried to have the match. And when um, the match was about to start. Um, McMahon and his stooges came in and they tried to uh they tried to jump the baby faces only to be detracted by the baby faces. Yeah, so it is confirmed we're gonna get Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens at SummerSlam. Uh Kevin Owens should win this match easily. Yes, and um because especially with the stipulation being that if Kevin does lose, because this was announced uh SmackDown as well, right. was that if Kevin Owens does lose, he is going to quit. Um He's he already quit it before and he came back a week later because they did show him quitting on Raw last year, but they didn't show the part where he came back a week later. Yeah. So there was no point in him doing that. Kevin Owens actually said, you know, that that was the old Kevin Owens. This new Kevin Owens is uh is not a quieter. A quieter, yes. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean Raw SmackDown were both good. I I felt like SmackDown did a better job at continuing storylines uh rob basically was a clip show this week so we didn't really get any story progression but we'll see i'm excited 
But Eric Bischoff says next week is going to be his first week. Uh, we've been saying that for a while. And <laughs> yeah. It seems like they're just delaying, like, not only... I mean, and, and I kind of want to go off on this as well. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, we we know that Bischoff hasn't done SmackDown yet, um, and it looks like he may start as of next week because that's when he is about ready to move his family over to uh, to Stanford. New, to Stanford. Uh, with Heyman, we thought he started a couple weeks ago. You know, he's, we we heard stories that he was writing the show, that he was um, in charge of of Raw, and then we hear that he's not. So it's like. What is it like? Is he is he in charge of is he in charge of Raw or not? The only thing I've seen change really on Raw is that first that first time. Yeah, and they say bitch more. It's a little it's edgier. It's a little edgier. They make weed jokes and they talk about. Um, Natalia said something about Becky not being a good lover or something, and Maria Canellas talking about uh, being pregnant and. Um, oh, the, emasculating uh, her husband. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, the Drake Maverick trying to fuck his wife, consummate their marriage. They keep saying that over and over, which is creepy. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be. Uh, it'll be. Uh, maybe the changes are slow coming, but they got to do more than just say bitch and ass and hell more. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I feel like that's a good place to put a pin in this podcast. What do you think? I Vic? think I think that's appropriate. I mean. We we started off with some with some great G one. Um, SmackDown was decent. Raw, you know, it was just the best of Raw, basically like Raw's greatest hits. Um, we got we got more G one coming up this weekend. Um, NXT was great this week. NXT too. was great as well. We I finally just got sat, I actually had time this week to sit down and watch NXT. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee versus Damian Priest is a, is a good match. Uh, if, if you get a chance to watch it, go go ahead and watch it. Uh, ACH Jordan Miles. Um, versus um Hector, Hector Angel Garza. Angel Garza, yes. Uh was a was a great match too. Angel Garza you said is the son of Hector Garza. He is the son of Hector Garza. Uh that was a great match too. Very um very uh indie wrestling type match. Um so I would say go back and watch those two matches at least. Uh, but that's gonna do it for us today. Um put me over podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, downloading. We're available on Spotify, YouTube, Pornhub Google Play, Stitcher Radio, wherever you can find your podcast, that's where we are. Make sure you tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your friends' neighbors. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week. <laughs>